You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. In November, Wired published a special issue guest edited by President Obama. The magazine's features editor, Maria Streshinsky, says that working with the president was an exciting opportunity for everyone at Wired, especially editor-in-chief Scott Dadich. He could really recognize a lot of the language that the president would use as far as what the future could hold and that it's well within our grasp to have an optimistic future, Streshinsky says in episode 236 of the Geek's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. Those are the ideas that the president was very interested in, and that just sits squarely in what Scott believes and what Wired tries to focus on. Wired associate editor Jason Key, a big science fiction fan, was particularly excited to learn more about the president's taste in science fiction. Obama is a long-time Star Trek fan, and the issue features a list of his favorite science fiction movies and TV shows. It's so funny to me that his favorite movie of the year was The Martian, Key says. He said that multiple times. That was the main takeaway from several meetings, that Obama freaking loves The Martian. It says a lot about the growing respectability of science fiction that a sitting president would proudly trumpet his love of the genre. Wired recently decided to celebrate that cultural shift by publishing the magazine's first science fiction issue. The stories were contributed by authors such as N.K. Jemison, James S.A. Corey, and Charles Yu, and deal with subjects such as clones, space explorers, and mind-reading machines. We wanted these stories to be just a notch into the future. Key says to take something familiar to our world and our readers and spin it forward just a bit and imagine a scenario where various communities are dealing with a tech innovation that would fundamentally change their lives. Many stories in the issue are dystopian, which Straczynski attributes partly to the recent election, when many Americans seem to lose faith in the sort of forward-thinking optimism embodied by President Obama. She thinks that science fiction, with its ability to challenge and inspire, is more important now than ever. I felt really happy that we had this on hand to give to our readers, she says. It felt right, in a very tough news year, no matter what side of the fence you stand on. Listen to our complete interview with Maria Streshinsky and Jason Key in episode 236 of Geek's Guide to the Galaxy. 
and check out some highlights from the discussion below. Jason Key on the L7 gene by Gene Thornton. I edited that and was a really big champion for that piece. The premise alone, I think, was enough to sell it, at least to me. Essentially, the main character, Sam, arrives home for Thanksgiving. She's trans, and she realizes that her mother has cloned her, but removed the gene in the clone that makes you trans. So she now has a brother who's teenage, and she, I suppose, is in her 20s. And just how do you deal with the fact that mom has cloned you, but made you the version of yourself that you don't feel that you are? So Jean's premise was so smart, and the story proceeds from there. David Barr Curtly on Edgar Carrot. He wrote this story and printed it out, and he's like, I think this is pretty good. I want to show this story to somebody, but who's around at 6 a.m. that I can show my story to? So he called up his brother, and his brother says, Well, I'm about to take my dog out for a walk, so come over and I'll read the story while I walk my dog. And Edgar's like, All right. So he goes over and gives the story to his brother, and they go and walk the dog. And his brother read the story, and he says, Could you print out another copy of this? And Edgar's really happy. He's like, Yeah, yeah, of course I could. And the brother says, Great. And he uses the story to pick up the dog poop. And that's how he got started as a writer. Maria Straczynski on First by John Rogers. So, Wired Deputy Editor, Adam Rogers, years ago, when his son was about five, he told his son that we had left the Curiosity rover behind on Mars. And his son was so upset because he was just at that age where he could understand enough, but not understand that that didn't mean we'd left a human being behind. It just hit him at a moment where it tugged at his heart somehow, and his son was just distraught. So Adam took to Twitter and asked people, with a distraught son, what do I do? What do I tell him? And Adam has a lot of writer friends and fiction writer friends. And John Rogers just said, wait, hang on a second, I'll get back to you. And within, I don't know how much time, but it really wasn't that much time, he wrote him this piece. Jason Key on self-publishing. There was this Tumblr called Kindle Cover Disasters from a couple of years ago, where the Tumblr was just these covers that people probably designed on Microsoft Paint or Photoshop or something. Really atrocious covers, but kind of amazing at the same time for their self-published genre fiction. And it was sort of poking fun at these writers... But I thought maybe we should dignify this. Let's not just make fun of these books. Let's read the books that Kindle Cover Disasters is spotlighting. So I started reading some of these completely self-published stories and tried to review them in a way that wasn't exactly making fun of self-published writers, but sort of celebrating the art form, which is very much an art form. So I had a series for a little while, but it was not sustainable because I couldn't read one of these stories every month. It's not great for the health. This article posted by the Geek's Guide to the Galaxy. Hey, this is Andrew from the Spoken Edition team. I wanted to let you know that we just launched a new website at SpokenEdition.com. This new site has over 40 different shows from top publications around the web, all for free. So visit SpokenEdition.com, subscribe to a few new shows, and keep listening. Thanks. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.